Welcome. I'm your host, Soraya of the Miracle Mom Mindset Show. I'm here to amplify the voices of mothers everywhere, to shift the paradigm of sacrificing ourselves in the name of motherhood, to filling our cup first. I believe self-love is a portal to our inner brilliance, and as we learn to love and care for ourselves, we will be able to take on the miracle of motherhood. Together, let us leave a legacy of deep love, illuminating moms, our children, and the planet at large. Mom Mindset, I'm with here today with Jennifer Jade, and I am just so completely honored and overjoyed to share this space with her today. She is just a beautiful, brilliant light um, on my path, but in the world. And I'm just going to share a little bit about her, all her amazing accomplishments. So Jennifer Jade is an international two-time best-selling and multiple award-winning author, international speaker, and worldwide soul-aligned success coach. And she's there for those who desire to live their purpose full-time, positively impact the lives of others, and live freely, joyfully, and abundantly as a result. Born and raised in a small town in Canada into humble beginnings, she has now been featured in notable magazines, interviews, and podcasts worldwide, appeared on television in the USA and Canada, and has spoken in front of many captivated audiences internationally, including UCLA and Stanford universities. And she has a message for everyone, which is to live their purpose full time, and in doing so to become an inspiration for those around you too. She's also the host of a popular spiritual growth podcast, The Soul Adventurer, which has ranked the top 20 on Apple Podcasts in Canada. Her most recent selling book, The Awakening, A Guide to Spiritually Awaken Your Highest Self, Intuitive Connection and Deepest Purpose is available on Amazon worldwide. Jen resides with her hubby and fur baby in San Diego, California, where you'll likely find her cuddled up on the couch with her family, riding her bike along the coast, reading a book by the pool, or spending as much time as she can on the beach with her toes in the sand. I love that so much. Um, so yes, uh, Jennifer, I just like my heart is full. We got a chance to meet in March uh, for the first time in person. And you just have the most beautiful energy and presence about you. And you just, I know we've talked about all of these things that you've been able to do. But when I see you, I just see love. Mm -hmm. And I just feel love. And um, that's what attracted me to work with you on my path of expansion. And I just want to share what a profound impact you've had on my life. Um, you know, when I met you, I was like, I had, I was a first time mom and you know, I was recovering from an injury. I had a stair fall um, and I had a head and, and, and back injury. And I had been on this path of trying to uncover the truth of healing. And right before I met you, I had this awakening. I was guided to go inward and meditate. Um, I was guided to seek the healing within myself, which to that point I hadn't. And after many nights of sitting in meditation and feeling this lift of light um, picking me up and, and helping to melt away the pain I had, mm. I had this knowingness that I had the capacity to heal within myself. And so in that moment, um, I felt that urge to write and I felt this 
desire to stay in that place of light and rest in that place of light. And I didn't know exactly what to do with this overwhelmingly beautiful space of light and, and how to go forward. And so I just prayed and I said, just guide me, guide me on this path. And then you came in my world and you kept popping up on my Facebook page. And I just felt this calling to join your five-day purpose challenge at the time. And I remember when I first sat in your presence, I, I just was like blown away. <laughs> you, you created this beautiful experience where my soul was just like, yes. You know, yes, I want more of this Jennifer Jade. And yes, I'm being guided to her. There's something here that she's going to take me deeper on my soul's calling. And I, I'm, I continue to say, it, but you were a prayer answered and you continue to be a prayer answered in just how you inspire me then. And you continue to inspire me and so many women around. Um, so, yeah, I just I attended that challenge. I felt this calling to immediately sign up for your awakening program. It was, you know, not even a second thought. I didn't even have the money at the time. The money came came thereafter. I just trusted and had faith. And what led was this beautiful uncovering of the inner diamond inside. And you talk about that. And um, you led me down a path of profound inner healing from the inside out which allowed me to uncover the layers on my soul that were uh, preventing me from hearing my soul to its full extent mm -hmm. and also um, probably preventing me from stepping into my purpose and my calling. And so you really helped me to hear my inner voice, um, to heal 22 years of chronic pain. I don't know if you know that. Um, I was experiencing 22 years of chronic pain. You helped me to hear the inner voice to get the guidance on how to heal. Um, on how to have the courage and the strength to follow this voice and to know that when you leap, the net will appear. And I know you talk about that a lot. So there's there's no way that I can thank you from um, my words. I just want you to feel it from my heart that you have profoundly changed my life for the infinitely better. And you have led me on a soul adventure. I know your podcast <laughs> is called Soul Adventure, but that's exactly what you've led me on is all of these unexpected doors of inner freedom and joy and light and possibility that I didn't even expect for myself. And so thank you. I, I can't thank you enough, but I just want to thank you from my heart. Um, and I also want to just say that um, I'm going to talk about Motherhood Diaries, which was a book that 11 of us have written together. Um, 10 of the 11 women came from your community of soul awakened women who've been on this path of living per their purpose and shining their truth in the world. And so the book wouldn't have been possible without you. Number one, it came as a as a guidance to write the book. I didn't even know I wanted to write the book or, or had this calling. But as I sat in meditation, I felt this uh, voice, this clear knowing that was saying, Sarai, I need to write this book. Uh, my daughter was five months old and I was rocking her in the chair. And because of you, I had the courage to listen to that voice. And I had the courage to follow that voice, not knowing what the what was ahead or how I would even do it. Um, and because of you, I got connected to all these amazing women who have become a powerful support community on the expansion. So I just want to pause there for a moment um, so you can also speak because I know I've been speaking a lot. 
and, and just hear from you. Yeah. Thank you, Soraya. Um, it's funny. I saw a bumper sticker the other day and it said, um, I'm trying to be the person my dog thinks I am. And as I was listening to your words, I was like, oh, I want to be the person that Soraya thinks I am. <laughs> but but no, no, truthfully, that was a very beautiful introduction. And I just feel so um, it's funny. Sometimes I can't find strong enough words. Um, I just feel so much love and appreciation for you for seeing me, Soraya, for seeing me at my core, um, for seeing my heart, for seeing the desire that I have for the world and for people like you, like women like us who have been stifling our inner voice and burying it underneath trying to take care of everyone else first and pleasing everyone else and putting ourselves last. Because when we start to actually listen to that inner voice, we become even more powerful as women, as mothers, as wives, as human beings, as souls. Um, when we do that, we, we, we got it backwards these last generations. And thanks to women like you who are considering um, and pursuing living your truth and living authentically aligned with your soul, I believe together we can change that that paradigm, that generational conditioning into a new future ahead for ourselves, for our children, for our future, where we really are living our most soul aligned lives possible. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. And most of all, thank you for being you and showing up in the world as brightly and lovingly as you are. My gosh, I just, oh, that just, that just fills my whole soul. Like you had so many things that you said about um, self-love and that gateway. And that's what one of your core teachings is, is uh, having self-love as that portal to finding your inner shine and your inner diamond. Mm -hmm. And thank you for gifting that to me um, because I feel like now I want to pay it forward. And, you know, our, my, the next generations will be better for it. Like mm -hmm. you said, we're, we're changing the paradigm on how we're looking at self-care and self-love by putting ourselves first rather than last on the list. Mm -hmm. And that has opened up my intuition and ability to be guided to serve and, and, help so many women in the group that you've helped to serve. So I really do appreciate all you've gifted to us in these lessons. Um, so motherhood diaries, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And um, we, I just, I'm so grateful that you wrote the forward for the book, because I think that's so special that you've blessed our book with your light. I always call you the mothership of light <laughs> because I, I think about your vision and your powerful vision where you want to activate, like you said, the light in us so that we can activate the light on the planet and, mm -hmm. and profoundly change it for the better. And this is what this book to me um, symbolizes is living that vision of yours and bringing together these women in community to share part of our truth so that other women can be lit up on their path of self-love and conscious motherhood. So I was just going to read an excerpt um, from the forward that you wrote, because I thought it was so beautiful. 
And what I love about this um, forward and this book in general is each of us had a download. So it's a book that's been written through us and not from us. Mm -hmm. And so each person, um, including you, since I know you're so intuitively guided and aligned, um, had a download of what to write that would serve. And so I'm just going to read this beautiful excerpt. And then I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about that and how it connects to your path. Sure. As we were saying goodbye, I asked what inspired her to close down her kickboxing, kickboxing business that seemed to that she seemed to love so much. She said, Jen, there's been a calling in my heart for a long time to help people in a more meaningful way. And for me, that's nursing. I was always deterred by the four years of schooling required and figured I'd just keep helping people through fitness. At 30 years old, I never thought I'd be starting a four-year degree program from scratch with a one-year-old daughter at home. But that's just it. I'm a mom now. And I realized something. How can I look my little girl in the eyes and tell her to pursue her dreams if I never had the courage to pursue my own? Wow. Of course, it's possible to encourage others to do things we ourselves have never done. But how much more powerful are our words with our action and alignment behind them too? I absolutely understood what she meant in that moment. Leading by example, teaching by example, being in integrity with what we're preaching to others. It hit the bullseye of my soul and I felt emotion rise up from my chest and through my eyes. And then you have a quote here, which says, children learn more from what you are than what you teach. W.B. Dubois. So thank you for sharing. That's so beautiful. And can you talk a little bit about that experience and how that ties to your path and, and how you're leading other women? Thank you, Soraya. Just hearing you uh, read that story back to me brought the same emotion. I felt it in my body. It brought it up to my eyes again. Um, I think one of the reasons it brings up the emotion is because it makes me think of my own mother and, um, you know, life wasn't easy for my mom. Um, and still I know that she did everything in her power and her capacity to create something better for me and for, for our life and for my sisters and, you know, was she a perfect mother? No, I don't know that a, a perfect mother exists. But um, now that I'm of the age that I remember her being, it's so funny. I don't know if, if you've ever thought about that, but I remember my mom being the age that I am now. And it seems a little weird to me, but I feel like it helps me to understand her even better. Um, and just the strength that she must have had as a 20 three-year-old mom and then very soon after a single mom and then a single entrepreneur mom starting her own business from scratch and the generational things that she had to undo and and walk through and heal from um she is my biggest role model and inspiration um not because she was perfect but because she was courageous um, in living a life true to herself, in pursuing what was in her heart to pursue. Um, and, oh, I wasn't expecting all this emotion to come up, but 
Uh, I'm just so thankful to her for having the courage that she had. And it inspired me to have the courage that I now share with you and our fellow awakeners and anyone else who will listen to also live a life true to yourself. That's so beautiful. There's just so many things that you said. I think mothers are our first teachers, right? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like she had such a beautiful impact on your life. I love what you said. You said, I didn't, I didn't love her because she was perfect. I loved her because she had the courage to live the life that was true to herself. Mm -hmm. And that really inspired you on your path. And that is mm -hmm. just so beautiful. And, you know, as I'm, as a mom myself, like I, I think about what are the seeds that I can plant in my children that they can carry forward. And, you know, each of our moms do the best they know how at the time yeah. and what, with their, what, with what they're given. Yes. And so it's just so beautiful to see you. I'm sure she's so proud of you to see the seed that she's planted in you and to see what a bright and beautiful light you are in this world and how you're changing lives. That's just so beautiful. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what does self-love mean to you? I know you talked a little bit about self-love. Um, what does self-love mean to you? And, and what is a practice that really helps you keep centered and aligned? Mm -hmm. This is such a great question because for many years, I would hear the term self-love and I, I, I tried to understand what that meant, you know, rationally and logically in my mind, but I didn't really get it in my body. I didn't really know how to connect with that or how do I achieve that? How do I reach that? Um, because I had, I think like many of us women, um, grown up with quite a loud inner critic, um, an inner bully, you know, at any, at any opportunity telling me that my body wasn't right, or this was wrong, or I'm not, you know, fill in the blank, but essentially telling me I'm not enough. And when you hear that day after day, after day, after year, after year, you start to believe it. And, um, so many of the things that I have stepped into in my life was not because I had all the confidence in the world or, or self-belief or even self-love. It was simply because I had the doubt and I took the step forward anyway. I felt, you know, what I'll say in our Awakener group, I felt the fear and I stepped forward anyway. Um, but there came a part on my journey where I, I really was curious about self-love and I really wanted to understand what that really meant and not so much on a logical level, but in my body, how can I be at a place where I actually feel at home in my body, in my skin, in my life, where I feel safe and calm as I am? I don't need to lose another five pounds or fit that specific pair of jeans or that dress or reach some level of accomplishment and then I'll feel confident or then I'll feel good about myself. How can I love and accept myself as I am? And a term um, introduced to me by Abraham Hicks, well, I'll say maybe that's when I started to understand it the most, um, was unconditional self-love unconditional self-love. And I thought, oh, okay, this, this is helping me to understand this a little bit more. And something that 
was one of my first practices to help me to really step into unconditional self-love was um, standing up to that inner critic, standing up to that inner bully, like standing Mm -hmm. up for myself just the way I would if I saw someone picking on my little sister or someone that I love. I wouldn't just sit there and listen and watch. I would stand up for that person. Um, And so it was time for me to stand up for myself. So at every opportunity, I started a new practice. And that's something that, you know, you've heard me talk about so many times, because I believe shifts come in practices over time, small practices repeated over time, create the biggest shifts. So for me, when I would notice the inner critic or the inner bully in action, Often one of the most obvious times would be when I was walking in front of a mirror or I'm getting dressed or I'm choosing what to wear and I'm, you know, judging my body for whatever reason. So as soon as I would notice and have that awareness that that inner bully is showing up, I would pause and I would say, not true. And then I would speak love to my body. I would, you know, if it was my tummy that I was, the inner bully was previously trying to, oh, you're bloated or you're this or that, or you need to lose another five pounds, whatever it is, I'd say, not true. I love you. And then I would thank that part of my body for the function that it does and for the love and patience it's had with me and not treating it perfect all the time. Um, And just kind of actually speaking just silently in my mind, unconditional love to that part of my body or my body in its entirety. Um, so this is one practice that I do over time, because once you practice something repeatedly, it actually becomes a habit. And once it becomes a habit after uh, enough time, it becomes a new way of being. So now my new way of being is actually loving and appreciating what I see in the mirror and who I see reflected back to me, rather than being in that old pattern of just listening you know, passively to this inner critic or inner bully all the time. So I would say that was one of the first practices that really helped me step further into unconditional love. But I will say that it is an ongoing journey and an ongoing practice. Yeah. Wow. I I love that. I think that becoming a witness, right, to our our inner voice Mm -hmm. and the voice of love, the voice of fear is huge. And I just think about the journey of motherhood and I know for me and uh, many moms I've spoken to is like, as you step into that journey, that inner critic gets louder, right? And the comparison and all of that and needing to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is a great practice is just to remind ourselves in the moment. It doesn't have to be something like a big leap. It can be those small shifts in just noticing and choosing, right? choosing another way to lovingly speak to ourselves, to notice ourselves and to also show gratitude to that part of us, ourselves that we might be feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, that we're not feeling aligned in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that's been even huge on my journey is just noticing and, and motherhood's busy. It's loud. Um, You can often just go from thing to thing to thing Mm -hmm. and, and not take the time to just slow it down. Right. And, and notice. And so finding those pockets of time, to notice mm-hmm. and choosing again can completely shift your energy. So thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing that. I love that. I'm going to be implementing that one. It's good to get the reminders, right? On yeah. different practices and things like that. Um, 
And so I really love about your concept of, you know, living rather than existing. And you talk a lot about that. And you talk a lot about um, the number one regret of the dying. And I feel like that's so powerful to share. It's so powerful to get you in alignment of why you're here. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So I share uh, in that book, The Awakening, uh, the full story, or even on the first episode of my podcast, The Soul Adventure, the full story. But the nuts and bolts is that because I had seen my mom uh, raise me in a challenging financial situation um, and her being quite, you know, stressed and anxious about that in, in my early years, my little four-year-old brain thought, okay, well, if it's really stressful and sad and upsetting to not have very much money and, and not know how you're going to pay the rent and, and bills and things every month, then I equated the opposite must mean you're happy and you have not a worry in the world and everything's great. So I was in this real rush to be successful um, in the traditional sense of the term, like just be financially comfortable, not worry about how I'm going to pay my bills and you know my mortgage or rent every month. So I raced to this imaginary finish line of having a career and a house and, and, a you know, the, the husband and, and the fur baby and, and all the things by the time I was 25 years old. So I would skip, you know, going out on weekends, I would work extra hard. I would, I just really sacrificed, um, joy to get to some accomplishment that I thought would bring me joy, if that makes sense. And, yeah. and you can't really what I know now is you can't go out of alignment to get into alignment. So I was trying to, to sacrifice something that I was trying to work towards. And really, if, if that's what you want, you need to be on the train track of that from the get-go. Yeah. And I didn't learn that. Thankfully, I learned it at 25 when I did reach the imaginary finish line and I checked all the boxes and I was unhappy. I was unhappy, unfulfilled. I was devastated because I had literally worked so hard and so fast to get to where I was. Um, and I, I did, I didn't know what was next. Like if this doesn't make me happy, if this doesn't bring me joy, then what will, I was so scared actually to have that realization that those accomplishments and achievements, um, and material, things didn't bring me that deep feeling of joy that I thought they would, that feeling of safety and fulfillment and, and happiness. So I had to start the journey almost all over at 25, uh, which is not that old. So I'm pretty thankful about that. But um, around that time that I was really questioning, well, what now? Like I have this growing career in finance. I have a home to pay for now. I, I have a mortgage to cover. I have you know, bills to pay. What do I do now? Like, where do I go from here? Um, it was around this time that I lost a family member that was very near and dear to my heart. And he was just, uh, he was diagnosed with a terminal illness at 41 and he passed away at 42. He had two small girls. They were only six and eight years old. And I just, it, it really cemented in for me, Soraya, that 
my original game plan of like, just work hard and put your head down and make as much money as you can and then enjoy your life once you get to some achievement or or your retirement years really wasn't a good plan at all. And um, I also kind of felt like this is around that same time that I my life didn't really have a pulse. And I don't know, you know, if there's anyone listening here that can relate to that, but I was sitting in my office, this, the finance office, I was still at this job at the time and there was no windows. I, I remember it was a summer day, but I would never know because there's no windows in my particular office. And all I wanted to do was be outside. I just wanted to be outside. I wanted to feel the sun on my skin. I wanted to go jump in the nearby river and just like swim in the water. And I just wanted to be free. And I thought, is this really it? Is this my life? You know, week after week, month after month, year after year, decade after decade until I retire. And it was then that I felt like I was existing. It, it just felt like this monotonous groundhog experience. I felt like I was existing, that I was going through the motions of being alive, but I wasn't really living. When I had that wake up call, my family member passed away. I'm thinking, what am I doing here? What am I doing in this existence, in this windowless office? And I started to make changes um, and pursue my actual calling in my heart and my soul and change the trajectory of my life to go in that direction. I started to feel alive again. I started to feel like I had a heartbeat again. And part of that was because I was moving in a direction of the unknown. I was veering off the Groundhog Day existence, and I was venturing down the path less traveled by. And this is, this is the path where you're following the inner nudge, you're following the breadcrumbs of joy, and still you don't know where they're actually going to lead you. You don't know if it's going to work out, when it's going to work out, how it's going to work out, but you're trusting this one soul nudge after the other, this one little whisper in your heart after the other, this one little breadcrumb of joy after the other. And it can feel, I call it nerve-sighted, like nervous and excited at the same time. You feel alive. You can feel your heart beating. There's a sense of unknown. But when you really drop in from your head into your heart, you can really get to a place of knowing that actually, yes, it is all going to work out. It is going to work out in your highest and best favor. You are loved, protected, and guided every step of the way, even when your head doesn't understand that. Our human operating system doesn't get to see the future doesn't get to have all the guarantees and, and the, the safety carpets rolled out in advance. So we use this human operating system when it serves us, but if we're listening to it when it's in survival mode, it's just going to keep us surviving in life. 
that's when it's really essential to just drop down from the human operating system into the heart operating system, the, the, the higher operating system. And in this place, there's a sense of perpetual peace, perpetual knowingness that everything is always working out for you. You don't need to know the way. You don't need to have the guarantees. Just know that when you're following your heart, it is always going to work out for your highest and best interest and the highest and best interest of all involved. And that, for me personally, is my most favorite way to live and feel actually alive. Wow. Thank you. You're just, your story is so inspiring. And thank you for sharing about your loved one who passed away. I know that must have been hard to vulnerably share that. Um, it really hit my heart because I'm 43 and I think about my kids and I think about, um, you know, that very question, right? As a mom, like when I think about your journey and what you're sharing, it's like you were unlearning what you thought would bring you joy. Yeah. And it was, it was unlearning the fact that, you know, the, the next goal or the next goal or the next goal is not the place where you'll find everlasting joy. Yes. And truly it's when you drop down in your heart space. And you have the courage to listen to it, even when you can't see all the steps forward, um, that you will find that unconditional love, support, and answers to things that you never even imagined. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like trusting that the blueprint of your soul, which has already been laid out for you, um, is and will have the answers for you that's yes. in most aligned for you, but also the highest good. Yeah. So I really love how you share that. It's just like, ugh. It, it, this is just my heart and my soul is so full when you share your stories and you share your path. And most importantly, how you share the fact that you now are living, you're living with joy, you're living in alignment, you're um, inspiring all of us to do the same. Mm -hmm. And so it's just this newfound freedom. Like I know when I um, had the courage through your guidance and all the things that I've experienced to, to, do, um, to do things from the heart rather than the head it opened up all these gateways that I didn't expect mm -hmm. for myself um, because I just became open to the possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I just think as you're talking about the story, I also think about Caroline Labrosse, yeah. one of the awakeners who's now in heaven. And, you know, when I first got this calling for this book, when I was meditating, 11 co-authors came in my mind. I ended up recruiting 10 co-authors and, you know, as we were kind of going through the book journey, we realized that, you know what, we really want to publish this book um, beyond Amazon, maybe to more channels, get it out more widely with an established publisher. And so we decided to take it offline. And in that time, Caroline passed away um, at the age, I believe at 43, I think 43 mm -hmm. is the number for today. And she had this desire and this calling to write a book. Mm -hmm. And after she passed away, um, she visited me and let me know, first of all, that she was merged with love, that she was in a space where there was no more suffering from her cancer. She passed away from cancer. She left away two children. She left behind two children, um, but that she was no longer suffering, that she was walking beside them in their lifetime. And suddenly what came to me is that she is the 11th co-author. And it didn't dawn on me before that. I didn't have a preview to even like this whole journey, but I was like, wow, we took the book offline. We selected a new publisher. 
And she's the 11th co-author. That is why we were feeling called to take it offline. She is the one who's now here to help make this book complete. Mm -hmm. And so because of your guidance and because of your teachings on, on feeling comfortable to just dive into our hearts, to trust it and to know that it has a better way forward. Now, Caroline Labrosse in heaven is getting to publish her first book. Mm -hmm. And this is just such a beautiful journey that we've been on with motherhood diaries. And this is just motherhood diaries. Each of us have our own stories of all the possibilities you've opened up. But I just wanted to share that with you because as you were sharing your story about the impermanence of life, about living rather than existing, it brought forward, you know, Caroline's story, how she in the end met you and she truly was living in alignment with love. She went with peace. She went with full peace. Um, and she felt very supported in the Awakeners community. Um, and through our connection, we only met for six months. Through our connection, she had a calling in her heart, which was written in the stars, to write a book. And because of all that, was now now is able to fulfill that even from the other side. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much um, for, for allowing us to step in uh, to our own light. You know, you talk about not having that... Um, confidence and that's just so relatable like many especially for women a lot of times we don't have the courage or the confidence and so your light your example has given each of us the courage to step into our light um so thank you for that I just want to mention that um so if you think about the legacy you want to leave behind I mean it's already what you shared <laughs> already all the things that you share from your heart that is part of your legacy But if you think about your legacy and what you want to leave behind, what does that look like for you? There's a movie called, um, actually it's a book. It's originally a book and it's a movie called The Five People You Meet in Heaven. Yeah. And I hadn't read the book, but I watched the movie and just the end of that movie really got me. I won't give too much away, but um, just just a very general, vague explanation. Um, there was a person who lived a very simple life. And, you know, he didn't have a lot of um, attention or, you know, anything really extra special about him. But uh, when he came, what makes me emotional, when it came time to pass, for him to pass, he went to heaven. And as you can probably, you know, guess from the title, there was five important people that were, were guides for him as he was being introduced to his new type of existence. And he gets to see the number of lives that he impacted even just through living a simple, ordinary life, but doing the best he could in the things that brought him joy. And it was just this infinite ripple effect. And it just like, you know, you could hear my voice. It just brought so much um, meaning and emotion. Because to me, that that is my dream. Um, I don't need, 
I don't need to be famous or have my name on buildings or, or anything like that. But to be able to have a positive impact on the lives of many. Um, that That is my dream. That is what I hope to leave behind. And whether or not it's people that know my name or not, but just through people like you, Soraya, and you stepping into your light, and then you invite 11 authors to step into their light, who share their stories, and they positively impact their kids, who go out into the world and share their light with their friends. That's the dream. My God, that just gives me full body, like shivers. I just, I feel it so deeply when you talk about it, because I feel like, I feel like you are already doing that. Like, I feel like you've already planted the seed in all of us. Like I think about our Awakener community and all the people you even have speak to or touch. You don't even know the ripple effect that you've had um, on our lives. And, and there's just so many women's stories that I've heard that you have like profoundly changed our lives to awaken to this light within us to live like truly to live and to start listening rather than muting our soul is just yeah. a, such a beautiful gift that you've given a lifetime gift so just know that you're already living your legacy uh-huh. and um that the ripple effect is is felt and it will be felt beyond lifetimes because you planted the seed in us and now we're planting it in our children And that's what the book is about, Mm -hmm. illuminating moms, our children, and the planet at large. And that's really what you've done for us. And and we can't thank you enough. So (laughs) it'll make me emotional now too. But um, yeah, thank you. I can't thank you enough. I just, just, just you having that courage, like you talked about your mom and you embodying that energy of your mom to have the courage to live the life that you dream of has far-reaching effects and you know that's what inspired me to come towards you um when I first met you it was like you're just this magnetic human being you know you're you're so young like at the age of 25 to be have awakened to your light and and you're just so wise like you just have this inner wisdom um and what I love is that you don't try and teach what you think is best for us you helped us to lean on our own inner voice Mm -hmm. so it could lead us to the life that is meant for our soul's expansion. And I think that that is such a beautiful gift um, that has been your part of your calling. And, um, and that has led us to all these doors that we wouldn't have imagined um, had we not stepped into that place. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially as moms, uh, it's very typical for moms to have their babies and think, I've got to sacrifice my whole life, everything about myself so that I can serve this baby. Um, And I know that's what happened to me. And I ended up feeling very disconnected and empty uh, and and really felt like I wasn't hearing my inner voice at all. And when I met you, it was like, wow, okay. (laughs) There's some layers that I need to take, uh, take a look at. There's some things that I need to 
to, to see like childhood conditioning and all of this stuff that comes very clear to you when you're a mom. Um, you see it even more starkly because it's staring you in the face as you parent and child your child. Um, you start to, to reflect on how was I parented? Mm -hmm. How did my parents take care of me and how do I want to take care of my child? And so you allowed me to go deeper and to realize that it, the biggest gift I can give my child was not in forgetting about myself, but in fact, in deepening the connection to who I, who I really am and the light of who I am and shining that at Fulbright so that they can be shining at Fulbright too. Yes. So that's been huge. So thank you for all of that. Um, this has been such a beautiful, thoughtful conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to end on a little bit of a light note. Um, what is your guilty pleasure? What is something that you really enjoy either eating or doing that's fun that you'd like to share with the audience? Okay, so I will tell you, I go through phases because I like to change things up every little. So sometimes I'm obsessed with with like rom-com books and I'm just, you know, going through all these novels. Um, right now, I cannot get enough of dating reality TV shows. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I tried to tell my husband, I'm like, I think, I think it's that I really like looking at the human behavior. So right now I'm watching, um, love is blind, which is an interesting concept, right? So for those unfamiliar, they, they actually meet in these uh, individual rooms and they, they talk through a wall. They're not allowed to actually see each other until after they've already kind of fell in love, had a lot of deep conversations and then want to pursue things into potentially getting married. So I think they're speaking like 10 hours a day with, you know, a handful of different people for, for about 10 days. And yeah, the drama, obviously it's entertaining um, I like that it allows me to kind of turn off my mind a little bit at the end of the day, but I think it's also interesting just to observe human behavior. It's always been something that has fascinated me, um, how people act in groups, how people act um, with one another. Um, it, it is a fascination of mine. So I'm going to stick with that with, you know, even though my husband just roll, I'm like, he's like, sure, I'm sure it's study work <laughs> for your business. I'm like, maybe it is in, in a part, but no, definitely guilty pleasure right now is, is some of these, uh, those on the streaming services. I love that. Yeah. It's just good. It's good to have something light, right? Something to yeah. kind of and, and, and have a good laugh as well. Yeah. Right. In terms of a good totally. reality and show. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing that. And I just want to just extend my gratitude. Thank you so much for being here, for sharing your light. And I love that we're connected. And I'm so excited um, for all the things that we're going to co-create together as a community um, in the service of the vision. This book is one, one step. And we are continuing to um, live out the ripple effect that you've talked about through just being and standing in our light um, yeah. and sharing that with the world. So Aww. thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. It's been an honor, a complete and utter honor and thank pleasure you, to have you here today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Soraya. It's, it's truly, you know, like I say, sometimes I can't find strong enough words, but I do feel very honored to be here. Um, very blessed to be part of your motherhood diaries, just soul creation. It is so beautiful. 
And there's just a couple things that I'd love to share with you and, and with, with your listeners that I've noticed about you. And, you know, hopefully it maybe inspires uh, anyone listening. Um, you said during our talk today that you started Motherhood Diaries or you had the download when you had a five-month-old baby at home. Now, I think that was your second. Was that your second baby? Yeah, my second, yeah. Okay, so not only had you just given birth five months prior and had a little new baby at home, but you also had a toddler at home um, and you received the nudge to create Motherhood Diaries. You had the download. Now, I just want to pause right here because I could very easy to say, yeah, but not right now. Yeah, I'm just really busy and I'm really tired and I need to just really focus on my toddler and my five-month-old. And, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe one day. And there's this book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And one of the concepts that she shares in this book is that ideas float to us like butterflies. Um I hope that I'm uh, remembering this accurately, but she said ideas float to us like butterflies and, and I call them downloads, you know, from source. That's where I believe, I believe creation and creative ideas come from the creator and, and they float to us like these little butterflies. And if we bat them away with like, not right now, I'm too busy. I need to focus right now on my kids. I have a five month old, like you had every reason and excuse in the book, Soraya, to bat this butterfly away, you're probably tired, exhausted, you know, probably wanting to have some energy for yourself or your husband too. Um, and yet you accepted the butterfly, this idea, this download to come to you, to speak to you, to land on your shoulder, to whisper. And not only did you allow it to land, but then you took action on it. You, you followed the breadcrumb of joy one more step forward and another step forward and another step forward and another step forward. And now you have this amazing creation motherhood diaries with 11 incredible authors, one of them in heaven, but now her words are going to be immortalized for her children to read when they grow up. And, and same with everyone else. Um, all the other authors in the book as well, like just, and the ripple effect that this is going to have because of you allowing that butterfly, that creative download from the creator to land on your shoulder and for you to say yes. And for you to just explore it one step at a time, even if the doubt was coming in, even if the, I don't have time or I'm too tired, or what if I can't get this to work? You said yes. And you put one foot in front of the other. And that's all that I ever encourage people to do is just explore possibility. I said on one of our uh, Awakener Soul Sisters podcast, Mindy Duff, on her podcast, I said, we can either assume failure or we can pursue possibility. So even if your inner critic is like, I don't know if I can do this book. It sounds like a lot. I don't even know how. I've never done this before. Well, then you have a choice. You can assume failure in that moment and bat the butterfly away. Or you can be like, well, something about this really intrigues me, actually. And I really do like writing. And 
I love the idea that I could support other moms and sharing their truth as well. And, and hopefully, you know, empower our readers and our other mothers that are, I really like this. I'm going to pursue this one step forward and just see what I see. And then you take that step forward and you're like, Oh, I like what I see here. I'm going to take one more step forward and see what I see. And, and you do that. And what happens is small steps over time yield massive results. That's not my quote. It's someone else's. I can't find the original person who said that, but it's so true. Small steps over time yield massive results. So you said yes to this motherhood diaries book, not because you had all the confidence in the world, all the time in the world, all the money in the world, all the energy in the world. In fact, you probably had you know, not a lot of many of those things at that time in your life, but you said yes. Anyways, you said yes to one more step and then one more and one more and one more. And now look what you've created. It's so beautiful. It's so powerful. It's fulfilling for you. It's inspiring for your children, whether or not they realize that now, but maybe like me, when they're a little bit older, they'll come to appreciate the amazing woman that you are and the courage you had to live a life true to yourself. So I just wanted to acknowledge you for that. Um, it, it is just so beautiful, so amazing. And then the second thing that I wanted to underline before we wrap up is um, the depth at which you are able to see someone else is phenomenal. Like the way that you see you, it's like, you see my soul, Soraya. Like, it's like you see past my human, you know, physical body and even my mind and, and you just see right into my heart and anyone listening that is willing to go onto a journey of connecting with their own heart and their own soul. That is what increases your capacity to to recognize that in other people so being able to see your children at their soul core level being able to love them divinely and unconditionally the way that we are most powerful at seeing and loving other people is when we really learn how to see and love ourselves and and the depth at which we can do that is really the depth at which we can see that in other people as well. So I just really acknowledge you, Soraya, because I don't know if if I've ever really been seen as deeply as you see me. And um, it's just really beautiful. And your children are very, very lucky to have you. Oh my God. This, this, this like, I was a loss of words. I just, you know, I... Um, I, when I think about motherhood diaries, I just think about how lucky I am to have been a vessel, um, a channel to have this just flow through me. And I think it's through all of your guidance, coaching and community that I've had the courage to follow that voice, like you said, and to take the steps forward and to feel that support. Um, and yeah, I just... Jen, I just, I, I, I do see, all I see is love. <laughs> As I keep saying it, that's all I see with you is pure and complete love. And I feel that in your presence. I feel that in your words. And I just want to thank you so much for being here and for taking time to acknowledge me. That means so much to me in my heart. And, you know, it just, it's a, honestly a profound joy to uh, co-create with the universe and to serve others. And like you said, it comes from that unconditional love within 
um, which I had to learn, right, to, to unconditionally love and accept myself um, and take care of myself so that I can serve from this overflow um, through examples like yourself and the other women around me. So thank you so much for that. And um, I know all of the listeners are so appreciating every word that you shared here today. So thank you for your time and, my absolute and for spending pleasure. this time with me. It's just been so gratifying to my soul. Mm. Thank you. Same here. Thank, Thank you so sir. much and for lots of love. I love you so much. Love you too. And I look so forward to more chances together. Yeah, Me too. Take care. Have a great day, everyone. Bye for now.